0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, what is an extension of Peaks and Valleys. In this space, we seek to share the table with storytellers and seekers alike, hopefully and almost certainly over a great cup of coffee, because we know that brings people to the table. We seek and want to
1: see you flourish in your mental health journey. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins. And I'm Kyle Ridgely, and I hope that this space is safe and inclusive for all. Welcome to the table.
0: What is up, peaks and valleys, and welcome to another episode of the Pour Over Podcast. As always, I'm your host, and I'm joined by, as always, our other host, Kyle Ridgely. What's up? Mr. Wait, I don't call you Mr. anymore. I forgot. We had this conversation. Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) how are
1: you how are you doing how am i doing um you know uh i'm doing pretty well like mental health wise i feel like i'm in a good balanced place um just been still trying to figure out um living arrangements and navigating how you know hard it is to find affordable housing and adequate housing in the area i live in um which is a constant battle and uh so yeah, some kind of like living with some uh, friends of mine temporarily and trying to figure that out. And that's a lot to to navigate, especially if you live in a place that's usually not notorious for affordable housing, uh, you know, kind of things like that, navigating uh, that. Um, and the, the probably for many people, not now, uh, post-pandemic and inflation and housing prices, I'm pretty sure that's pretty across the board nationally that rent prices are, um, extremely high. And when you do find a place that is, uh, in your price range, they want you to make three to four times the rent as a single person. Um, so that's a little bit, uh, challenging to navigate, um, and trying to, um, look at those things and, you know, housing is important and, um, you have to have a roof over your head kind of thing. And, um, Yeah. So that's been kind of me right now. Is just kind of navigating that right now. Those are the biggest kind of like, I guess, stressors right now in my life is that trying to find affordable and adequate housing for myself and things like that. So, but yeah, other than that, work's been, been good and been just, you know, trying to stay stay balanced and um and, you know practicing wellness and um, checking in with myself and things like that so other than that i think everything's good uh in that area but you know yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah so what about you jonathan oh man uh busy
0: um still very much so It doesn't weigh as heavy on me now. Um, You know, therapy, you know, is a big contributor. Excuse me. To that, like it not weighing as heavy. Having tools and things to kind of,
2: you know. Not necessarily.
0: there, There was a point where I was simply just coping, you know. And to me, just coping is. Coping skills are good, but if you're just in the state of coping, like, I would rather thrive than just simply cope, you know? Mm-hmm. So there, there was a point where I was just simply just coping. But now it doesn't, you know, weigh as heavy on me, but just v- still very much so find myself, you know, uh, kind of disentangling from a lot of things and um, demystifying. The The ways that I was told how to think and view the world, you know. So I still very much so find myself in the middle of that journey, still. It's again, it doesn't weigh on me as heavy, um, because I have the tools to still th- thrive now through that, you know. Um, and, and a word that that I've used like in therapy and like just in my life right now that's just kind of empowers me is for me, framing this as a journey of kind of reclaiming, you know, Hmm. like reclaiming uh, my voice, reclaiming my own mind, like that autonomy, like Jonathan can think for himself and think critically and like, um, he can do it right like um mm. jonathan can be himself and advocate and speak up for the things that he's passionate about like nobody gets to tell me that you know mm. and so reframing it for me like kind of in this christianese term season mm. um <laughs> re- reclaiming it is or reframing it is it's a reclaiming for me like that just has been really empowering lately and like motivating you know for me mm. personally um so that that's been good and and very helpful again to to reframe it that way um so as far as mental health like that's kind of how we're at right now you know
1: mm. yeah busy it's a powerful thing agency for sure yeah having your own agency
0: yeah yeah and just general busyness of life you know a lot of coffee roasting because you know holiday season a lot of coffee going out the door at the shop so um which is going fantastic like it's kind of surreal that I've talked a lot you know throughout the years about doing something in coffee and now I'm a coffee roaster so it's pretty cool to like see that dream realized you know Mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of where i'm at oh and something pretty exciting personally that like you know i had i shared this with you kyle but just like um something that i was going back and forth with myself about for a couple of years now was going back to school and mm. finally pulling the trigger on that. And uh, I'd still have to, you know, fill out, you know, the application and get accepted and all that. But finally pulling the trigger on that, starting that journey of going and getting my master's. So pretty mm-hmm. excited uh, about that and starting that journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that master is going to be.
0: Yeah. What you said. Yeah. And... um, It's it's <laughs> this is funny. It's a union theological seminary in uh, New York, and it's a independent progressive uh, seminary. And when I had the Zoom with the admissions counselor, he asked me like how How did did I, you know, find out about Union? And I kind of, you know, told them a little bit about my background and coming out of going to, you know, uh, a conservative Southern Baptist College and not really having any concept of a progressive, you know, seminary. Like that was an other or a no-go, like, you know, Like there was just no concept in my brain for some somewhere like union, you know. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. It's a again, it's a you know, independent progressive theology theological school in New York. And it's a newer program that they started within the past couple of years, Master of Arts in Social Justice. So like focusing on um, different areas of justice movements with some uh, philosophical frameworks in there and a lot of, you know, focusing on like advocacy and organizing and justice movements. So that's really kind of the, the focus of the degree. Um, And hopefully coming out of that program, you know, being able to be a better advocate for uh, those good social causes and the least of these, you know, the oppressed and, you know, speaking up for justice in our world. So. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, definitely will be right up your alley for sure. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with our kind of
0: what what this episode that um, normally we do separately, but since it's the end of the year, um, this is our last episode of the year. We haven't done this yet, so we're going to go ahead and do our your interview right here and kind of reflect on our favorite most impactful episodes and kind of talk through that and what we glean from those but we were just before we started recording me and Kyle were reviewing together our um, Spotify wraps and I mean honestly and I was sharing this with Kyle and not not in the spirit of being self-defeating but it just kind of kind of blows my mind that like people like care about what we have to say. People listen to us. People share our podcast and they I I hope get something good from the content that we share, the things and perspectives and experiences and even the perspectives and experiences of the guests that we have on here. That people like our guest choices, you know. So it's really, really cool and I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's has chose to lean into to our space here. And I mean, even landing on uh, some people's top ten list, some people's uh, top five list, uh, a handful of people um, are podcast with their top one listen. So just want to say a big thank you to everybody that has listened and leaned in with us and um hopefully on this this learning and healing and uh, mental health journey with us. Um so thank you um to everybody that listens. Um anything to to add or say before we kind of reflect, Kyle?
1: Yeah, I mean, I echo that and it's kind of surreal to see like when we from when we started back like during the pandemic, like post pandemic era, like in that kind of in between season, um, we just kind of started it just because we felt like we wanted we had a voice and we wanted to kind of share like it was almost and I think we've discussed this in a couple a couple of our episodes, but it's uh, just to reset it again, because it is. Uh, Something that's just mind blowing to me that it was just kind of like an open source like journal in a way like that we were going through this whole like journey of like undoing and unknowing the things that weren't right. And that really weren't uh, fitting our worldviews and where we were in our struggles and uh, and trying to like navigate being in those spaces and then also saying, wow, I I can have a voice, you know, like I can I can share what I believe and it not be taboo or not be don't say that that's, you know, heretical or any number of those things. We were in that season and we didn't expect it to be as uh, like almost like a mode of healing, like a little a little bit of like a an avenue that we were able to express our journey and come out the other side of of it and having like all these people listening and when we look at all the uh you know the metrics like basically some of these platforms and most of these all of the platforms um have a way to kind of track what um, is happening who's viewing who you know kind of uh sees it organically, engages, shares our followers and how that's grown over time. And just saying, wow, like our intention was never to be like podcast famous by any means. Like that wasn't our our goal was not to be podcast famous. Um, we just wanted to share a unique perspective that where we were at and we felt like that was an avenue to do it. And so um, we've met a lot of people that we probably wouldn't have met otherwise. And we've met a community that is in the same space and in the same mindset. And uh, we have some cool people, even uh, name drop Noah, uh, who is on our podcast for predestined for liberation, uh, connected with him, like new evangelicals, uh, Tim from New Evangelicals connected with him. And like through that, all those connections, we've just met some really cool people and have met, Uh, Some people online who have expressed interest in coming on, hopping on uh, the podcast and sharing their story. And it's been really cool to, like, kind of connect with all these people from different walks of life and uh, different stories and experiences. And just seeing how that has resonated in our lives and how healing it's been for us to hear those stories. Um, And there are other people out there that are walking through this together. it's just been awesome to see how that's been done. And we just kind of just showed up here. Like we just show up and we get our mics out and we set up all our recording equipment and we just, just, you know, let all this stuff out and then it just became something that became a life of its own. And so uh, we're really excited to start doing some more for our listeners as we've gained a kind of a followership and listenership, Uh, that is yearning for more we've we've uh, sent you all different things online to do surveys and what you'd like to see and you know a lot more engagement coming from us soon so we're really excited that this has come to a point where we can actually you know in a way get to see you wherever you are and you see us wherever you are and we can connect and engage and and have conversations that are not just limited to when we post a podcast, you know, that we can engage on on some kind of level. So that's more and, and more impactful and a little bit deeper and meaningful than just hearing us talk all day for an hour. So that's the average hour. So it's probably about 45 minutes to an hour or even hour and a half. So, you know, we're really excited about um, that. And, uh, uh, we can only thank you the listeners for, you know, your continued support and listening and continue to click those, those links and share the links and, you know, all the different things that make that happen and the algorithm of the socials, you know, um, to help us get to this place where people can listen uh, to us more often. So that that's because of you, because of the listeners that have you know, dedicated their time, you know, that, that spare time to listen to this out, whatever hour episode has really pushed this, um, this podcast out there to people really all over the world. Like we have like over 11 different countries listening. And so that's, that's really, you know, at collectively as a community, um, on the poor over podcast community, if you will, is, is that, so yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. I mean, I can't even put it into words. I try, but it's hard to look at the metrics and say how where when why how how did all that happen from 2020 to now and it just all kind of organically happens so yeah i think it's cool to like see that and yeah
0: yeah absolutely all right so i'll uh, i'll start with mine you you mentioned the just incredible and unique perspectives that we've gotten the honor to hold and to listen to and lean into and share in this space and one of those the, the biggest one for me this year that really was a needed perspective was mac mcgregor mm-hmm. that was the the trans man and part of that is for me that being one of one of my favorite episodes we did uh, this year part of that was for my own journey and as you know what a, a cis
2: head man really helping me understand my better better
0: helping me like getting that that the the trans perspective and helping me get in touch with my own you know quote-unquote masculinity better like we talked about before better better visions of masculinity and like the that perspective you know somebody like mac will, will both both challenge your own sense and definitions of masculinity um but also become deeply connected to your masculinity in a much more healthy and better way like Mm. that perspective Mm. is needed you know from a you know a transgender man like mac and just and also the the my own journey this realization of how much the the LGBTq community like has suffered and been dehumanized by um, just the the heteronormative, that's the word I was looking for, like culture that we live in, and like uh, at at the
2: hands of Christians that say, they're they're called to love but it it looks a lot more like hate and so like perspectives
0: like like max are like deeply meaningful for me and impactful and it's just just in that specific episode just the way that you're able to hear
2: the the emb- embodiment and
0: embodiment of humanity. So like taking that uh, dehumanization piece, right, of the LGBTQ community and then needing a perspective from somebody like Mac and Helping you see the the deep embodiment of humanity, like this person is a hu- a human worthy of dignity and equality and neighborly love and all these things. Like it's not some
2: quote unquote rumor
0: that that word is is thrown out there to further marginalize that community and this is a human that has emotion and feelings and dreams and goals and all those things just like me
2: a a cis hetero man so and, and and also Max Ability to, despite,
0: despite that uh, dehumanization and marginalization, um, the 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 deep solidarity that you see with his own humanity and his story, and the way he. Advocates for a better version of masculinity um, is, is just a beautiful thing to see. Um, because if you go back and listen to that episode, he, he definitely has, you know,
2: uh,
0: uh, difficulty in his journey. He definitely had his challenges to navigate, all those things. But in the end, he still holds a deep solidarity with his own humanity, who he is, being a trans man. And I think that is beautiful. Despite what the challenges were, despite what you were going to say about me, like, I am in deep solidarity with who I am. And I accept that fully. And I think that's a beautiful perspective. not only to you know further humanize the lgbtq community but just broadly for anybody where they are in their journey to have that perspective of like i am i'm am deeply committed and rooted in who i am right now as a human being and that's enough like yeah. i think that perspective is needed just broadly in general and i think mac in that episode really helped bring that perspective out um yeah that 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 was my favorite episode this year that's that's kind of my my thoughts and about it and just what i gleaned from it um and i just again just just going back to because the the humanity in that episode Mm -hmm. um and then also, you know, Mac's ability to just um, laugh and still just love life. Again, where he is, who he is as a trans man. Like, I j- just his, his, his ability to, again, just still love life and laugh because we laugh some, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that episode with Mac. And it was great.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I can I can echo that. It was great to sit with Mac um on we usually when we meet with guests or we have a guest on we usually do like a preliminary or pre kind of conversation sit down, you know, with a cup of coffee and we we talk over Zoom um and uh we just talk about like uh that individual story. Uh we kind of share a little bit about our story and kind of get to know each other. So, uh all around Mac is just wonderful. Uh there's a heart for people there like really like when you say that sometimes it can be a cliche statement but like there was something about his energy and um that you could just feel across (laughs) however many miles that we were separated and he really wanted to get to know us and our story and it wasn't just about oh i'm just coming on to this this podcast and you know he really wanted to get to know us and that was really cool um, and so we probably talked for quite some time. Um, I, I think it was over an hour or so that we had just talked, and half of it was only the podcast. and the rest was just like us having some banter and talking about different things in life and and navigating that. So it was really it was really awesome. And then to see it unfold on an on an actual recording. And I I know that very much so know that it has impacted a lot of people who've listened Um, and uh, that's, it's just wonderful to hear those stories. And that's what we do here. And that's um, that organic nature of what we try to do. We don't even like try to make it, you know, that way it just happens and falls into place and hearing those stories and how uh, we always say on this podcast that we want you to come to the table and be able to share your story in a safe space uh, hearing different perspectives, different backgrounds, and they are powerful um, and how they resonate with anyone who listens. It may not be specifically their story, but there's something that everyone who listens can pick out and say, wow, I've, you know, I've definitely struggled with that or like definitely felt that or just the humanity within the conversation can resonate with a lot of people. So I echo that, that, that was a very powerful episode. Um and just having not only just the recording and having it out there for other people to live, listen but also just the relationship we built with with Mac in that moment or in that hour or so um preliminary podcast kind of meeting. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll I'll link Mac's um page down in the the show notes just you know as a as a refresher for you guys and so y'all can go check out max work and everything he's doing with mm-hmm. again helping build uh more holistic and, and beautiful ways of being masculine mm-hmm. um that's the work he's involved in and i think it's much needed so i'm gonna link his his stuff um so y'all can go um, lean into to what he's doing
2: yeah yeah
0: Kyle, what was this year? What's your
1: what would you say your favorite episode was? Yeah, I mean, this year in general, I mean, we talked about it a little bit briefly, I think, in other episodes, but this year has been a lot of change really quickly. And so I think that um, just talking about just placing it in perspective, we didn't do a lot of like a lot of episodes, as much as we've done years prior, just because there was just so much change you know, Jonathan got married, um, moved out, I moved out of the place that we were in, we were rooming together. And then, you know, just this different change of jobs and and career changes, all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that went on in 2023? But despite that, we, we did have a lot of like, really good, I think, episode with one we mentioned Mac. And then uh, we also at the beginning of the year, we had another episode with Noah and our friend Hannah about uh kind of like the reform space and like coming out of that and that was the predestined for liberation episode yep. um which was uh you know with those we just developed with the noah we developed this organic relationship with him just from going to a live podcast report recording that uh, new evangelicals was a part of and a couple other folks um it was really cool and um I feel like that one was a good episode. We had a lot of like fun banter back and forth and we could like laugh about things. And like, it was really cool to like, see, even though we, we had just met Noah and Hannah, we've known for a long time coming together on that space. It's like, we've known each other for like, (laughs) like ever, like, it's like no time has passed. We didn't go to different separate schools or anything. So I felt like that was cool. Um, but, uh, this year I feel like, uh, that episode max um episode and then also not trying to like brag out on my episode but i i wanted to highlight that because it was a huge like that was, step that was big Yep. in my like journey of like coming out and so um you jonathan can tell you i was like sweating bullets i i it was stumbling over my words we had to stop the podcast several times for me to be able to like put everything into words that would make sense. And that would, <clears throat> you could hear on a recording because there's a lot that goes in the recording process that you have to be able to get the, all the things we need to talk about out and and have a full platform podcast or episode for that, that particular week or month or things like that. And that was, it uh, was huge. Um, I had great feedback from a lot of people reaching out that I've known like from the past or present Um, then had a couple, you know, interesting things, uh, said from family and, you know, cause not all of them know. And so that was, uh, that was interesting. But, um, other than that, I feel like that was a huge step in my journey of, you know, pulling apart the things that we talk about all the time here on this, this podcast and deconstructing those things that are harmful views and breaking down the, you know, dichotomies of our thoughts and colonialistic thinkings and things that we were taught that were right, but aren't actually really a full scope of what life is for a human being. And so it was like a, it was like a, you know, a moment of like, um, self-advocacy for me in a moment of like wow I get to share this with on an open platform freely and openly and be able to be vulnerable and uh, transparent enough to be okay in my own skin and so that was healing just in general just like in coming out and trying to heal those parts of my life that I didn't feel like I was worthy um, because of what my community told me that what happened to people who were in the LGBTQ community and uh, you were at at odds with the community, you were at odds with God, you were at odds with just life in general. And so it was just uh, really powerful um, to just be able to say it out loud to people I don't, maybe I know, maybe I don't know. And just it, it was that and we talked about how this this podcast has been like an open source journal of our growth from beginning to end. If you listen to our beginning episodes, we have a lot, a lot different speech when we first started to now. And so um, but yeah, those three episodes, I would say. Um, hands down, like was the culmination of the whole year. And then what we've been working on from the beginning with this podcast was like really, really good. Despite the fact that we did not have a lot of episodes this year, they were really meaningful and purposeful. And it wasn't just planned. It was, it was really a, just the natural flow of how our story was unfolding what we wanted to share with with you all the listeners and so uh thank you for listening and thank you for the feedback you've already provided um thank you for allowing this to be a safe space for people to share their stories including mine and Jonathan and so yeah like yeah that's what i feel so
0: nice nice now you can always freely say well from my perspective as a gay man <laughs>
1: this is true this is true
0: yeah yeah how does it feel I mean
1: it's it's definitely you know I I look back at like this journey over the past I came out two years ago and you know being terrified to share that part of my life because it was so ingrained in me that it's you're it's just gonna be terrible you know um it's not gonna be good it's gonna be there's going to be never ending darkness and you're going to be away from God and you're going to your life's going to just be miserable. And that's what we were taught in the conservative spaces that people who do um, decide to come out, that's just not a good life. And I. I'm more free and liberated than I've ever been in my life, than I was up under the, the umbrella of. Christianity, the gospel, salvation, all that stuff, you're supposed to feel liberated. I didn't feel liberated. I felt caged. I felt locked into a space where I didn't I would say the things that they would teach me, but I didn't really believe like it didn't resonate with me like in my heart. It didn't resonate. It just was me being a mouthpiece for someone else and other rhetoric for many who in those spaces are leaders you know, are out of touch with reality and out of touch with humanity because they're in these silos and think tanks. And, you know, they don't see that, you know, it's not just this perfect American white evangelicalism that this is right, this is wrong. There are so many different interpretations about God and spirituality, and humanity in general is so much more complex than most mainstream Christian groups in this country make it out to be, um, and I'm pretty sure globally there are still pockets of of that conservative, uh, dogmatic religious context. That it's not how humanity is. You can't blanket coat everything and say this is what the Bible says. When nine times out of ten, you're interpreting scripture totally incorrectly. Context, everything, and so for me, I think that that was a you know, by form of resistance, like saying that I'm going to choose me. And I know that's one of those words that usually in those conservative spaces, oh, the self is just, it's bad. It's evil. And the heart is deceitful of all things and everything like that. And it has not to me been, yes, there's things that we can do and make decisions. We know it's right and wrong, regardless of (laughs) You know, we have if we're a Christian or not, we know innately we have moral compass. We have, you know, we have societal, you know, understandings of what is right is right and wrong. Um, And so for me, it was a form of resistance of saying that I'm going to choose who I am and I'm going to choose all of that. You know, and putting that part of my life into perspective and. Being able to say that's a part of my identity. It's not the whole part of being a gay man, but it is a part of that whole that was missing. And so for me, you know, going through my own mental health journey, going through therapy myself, that was the part that was missing. That was the part that I always felt so like I I didn't feel full, like I didn't feel like a full person. Um, And that was the part of that, that, you know, I was repressing that. That was a, a big one of the big things of you know some of my my mental health struggles was repressing that part of myself and um, being able to let that out and air it out in in a room with people and uh, important people in my life and on the podcast has been just even more um, connective and bringing that part of myself that I left to, to the side and closed away and never let anybody know so. So yeah, that's kind of if that answered the question, that's kind of how I felt about it. So
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, we're I guess I guess I can speak on behalf of the community. Uh
0: if somebody doesn't agree with this, oh well. We we are thankful that Kyle was finally able to to fully be himself. So mm-hmm.
2: Alright, any other
0: thoughts before we move on and then kind of wrap up, Kyle?
1: I think that was a really good, thorough overview of kind of where everything's at, for sure.
2: Yeah. So, I'm gonna, just for a moment, I'm gonna turn it a little heavy, because
0: this is a, at least the this is the way that I think about this holiday season. So it's a very
2: different holiday season. There, there's a lot of a lot of heaviness in the world right now, and. Uh,
0: particularly when it comes to uh, what's happening in Israel-Palestine. And we mentioned this, we didn't go into a lot of detail, like, of our own perspective. We just used it as an example of complexity in our last episode. But I want to,
2: I want to, like, be more precise on this and to hopefully move people to,
0: to caring, move people to in some way where they are take some action.
2: I want to read post first. This is by Dante Stewart. He is theologian. He's an author. Um, incredible writer. There is genocide happening
0: and it is the first Sunday of Advent. At this present moment, over 50 days have passed. Over 20,000 Palestinians have been killed. Over 6,000 children have been killed. Over 60 journalists have been killed. Libraries, churches, mosques, synagogues, homes, schools, and aid centers have been flattened. I have wondered how much suffering is enough, truly. One writer wonders, why must Palestinians bargain for your empathy? There are still people who are calling these innocent people terrorists. There are still people calling children human shields. There are still people calling them human animals. There are still people who say they love God and are pro-life, who are still silent about children and their mothers being murdered. It is as if they believe only certain lives matter, and only certain people are worth a, certain people are worth grieving. This makes me angry. As I sit, I can't help but think about my children, and their children, and cry. We are not living in a normal time. At a moment's notice, you can see a dead child. You can hear someone say, those people don't deserve to live. A Jewish rabbi was told to get out because she said she will not let people murder in the name of her God. I wake up every morning and ask myself, is this really life? If I'm honest, there are days where I'm numb and then days where I feel like I'm going crazy. I've been thinking a lot about the disciples on the road to Emmaus, those two who had lost hope. We often tell this story as a story of triumph. They see Jesus and rush back to Jerusalem, we say. But we must look again. In our attempt to rush past the terror, we miss the truth. Much like our desire to rush past the words. Over 175 killed as Israel resumes the attacks in Gaza. Now they're on the road, lonely, terrified. Maybe one of them threw it from the sickness of wit- witnessing a public execution of a body like theirs. Sort of like we witness them on our cell phones right now. The public execution of black people in America. The public execution of Palestinians in Gaza. That churning of the stomach as you see someone pass from life to death. The death. All the same. The evil. All the same. If you have cried more than you have laughed, you are not alone. If you have cried more than you have posted, you are not alone. If you have cried more than you have created, you are not alone. If you have felt more sadness and anger than joy, you are not alone. It seems the first word of Advent for us is, It's okay to cry. This season has a way of allowing us to pause and allow ourselves to feel, to hurt, to be honest, to be angry, to lament, to ask and to question, to listen to the stories of the brokenhearted, to mourn the dead, to have compassion on the living. Our our tears tell two stories, one of hurt and one of hope. Fate is sometimes giving up
2: to being again. I will stay near to the brokenhearted. The tears tell a truer story.
0: And I'll be sure to link uh, Dante's Instagram page to give him credit in the the show notes because, again, powerful writer, You heard those words and it really moved something in you. I hope it does. Let me give a a caveat. I, I don't think we should allow anybody to browbeat anybody into claiming the label anti-Semitic when you care about Palestinian lives, when you care about justice in that part of the world. When you go back and you have listened to the scholars that know the history um, that's and and understand what the Palestinians in in that region have endured at the hands of the state of Israel.
2: And so, it's it's.
0: I don't think it's fun, you know. Being labeled anti-Semitic, I don't think that's fun at all. I also don't think it's right or okay. When, again, you you are speaking up for humanity.
2: Um, and so I want to give that caveat. Um, again, it's not fun.
0: Uh, I would encourage you not to be afraid of being called anti-Semitic. When I know whoever's listen listening to this, I know you're not. I know me and Kyle aren't. We simply care about justice and humanity.
2: first first thing I want to say about this is you
0: know, I want to speak directly to any any person that is listening to this, and I, and I know we have listeners. In you know this 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 space,
2: uh, those that say you are Christian, there are there are Palestinian Christians
0: um, that that I have listened to their voice. Um, I'm reading a book by a Palestinian Christian right now um they they are crying out they're
2: begging for us to listen do their voices not matter is my question um do, do does
0: how long are we going to gaslight them and say their experience the things that they say about the impression oppression and injustice is not valid. Like how long are we gonna do that? Is my question to you. Um this is not to make anybody feel guilty or this is to simply say, go look at it again. Listen to those voices and and I hope, like maybe the words that I just shared or the words of this this perspective, those that are if you're a Christian or in your community, Palestinian Christian voices in that region move you to do something, to say something. Um, we've talked, you know, we about uh, trauma a lot, you know, on on this podcast. We've had a few episodes about trauma, and just just think about the trauma um, that.
2: Um, Palestinians have have had to endure
0: for years and years, and so, I want to start with that. To 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 my people out there that listen to us that identify as Christian, I I hope that you will seek out the voices of those other Christians in Palestine, and I hope that moves you to say something, to do something, to you say you want to love your neighbor and you care about humanity listen to those
2: voices um now to just broader humanity christian or not um we the the us is
0: partially complicit a big part complicit. Uh, has funded a lot of this, and we, as uh, citizens in the West,
2: and most importantly in the United States, I believe at some point we
0: we have an obligation to say something. Um, whether that is calling your representative. And calling for a ceasefire, or um, if you have the capacity to go to uh, a vigil, or a demonstration, or something like that. Um, we, at some point, we, we need to take some sort of action. Um, Part of the reason that I wanted to bring this up, um you know, specifically what part of what Dante said in that that post that I read was that we are not living in a normal time.
2: It's It is it is not for for us,
0: comfortably in the West it may be but it's it's not a normal holiday season because there is a genocide taking place
2: um and so
0: and i i think one of the the best things that we can give to this holiday season is lending our voice for people suffering um, bombardment, death, and oppression,
2: and let me say this before I uh, I kind of um,
0: hear your thoughts, Kyle. This in no way, and I think this needs to be said because I think you need to be clear about what you mean. This in no way. I think any I think most people would say that no way justifies any atrocities that Palestinian resistant fighters engage in. October seventh, you know. No way justifies it, right?
2: But again, going back, there's a history, there's a context. Um, Palestinians have endured oppression. So, I hope this
0: moves us again to lend what I think would be one of the greatest things of this holiday season to lend is our voice and our action to help stop death and destruction
2: Um. In, in the Middle East. Cao, any thoughts? Yeah,
1: uh, it's, it's been uh, something that I've been trying to think through, you know, in my own context and growing up in a space in the Western uh, space of understanding the dynamics of the Middle East and how entrenched it is in, um, the I- idea of, you know, I mean, this, this, um, it's hard to put into words, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's so entrenched. A, a lot of it is entrenched in the uh, Christian nationalist, Christian Zionist movements that have taken place over the last several decades in our country and how that's been developing over time. And how it's so embedded in the context of our governance, uh, politics. Um, And then also from another standpoint is that there's, unfortunately with the um, American industrialized military complex, there's money to be made in those endeavors. And um, it's very unfortunate that we have gotten to this place that we can't even understand historically what's going on here i mean we we don't we don't understand that um this goes back really far like you can you can trace these these connections back as far as when um you know the state of israel was founded Um, even before that there's a lot of history here that we don't understand from a context of a western lens. you know, there's, there's a lot of history in the Middle East. I mean, there's a lot of culture um, that has been erased and suppressed by um, the imperialistic powers of the 1800s. Um, And those being the big, the big European countries who, um, who made it a, a point to to take those regions. Um even before that, I mean we have we have the Crusades, which we historically know that was that was the case, but some stories, a lot of stories were silenced in those um what is mainstream history and has been whitewashed or erased. Uh, From what we can see and tangibly find readily and resource libraries, Um, again, you have to do some more digging, but there are stories now resurfacing and there are stories that just weren't a part of the main grab and go resources that you could find. Um, And so it's hard to pinpoint, you know this was so so much more complex than just one broad stroke of 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 what's going on but reality is regardless of all that history while it's important to observe and um, elevate those voices and stories at the end of the day we're all human and so in my opinion i think war is very primitive i think that it's something that while it still happens and it's unfortunate that it does, I don't feel like it solves anything. Um, War within itself is not, especially in the context of the 21st century, it's not about land or boundaries or it's about power and money. Um, And so reality is, is that as a society, we have to start breaking down those ideas of, um, of, of war and, what as a, as a as as a hum, as humanity, there has always been a, a, a product of our experience that's been re- surrounded by war. Um, but they've all been different in every single context depending on what time period that you're in. And so and there's reasons for for war and things like that. But at the end of the day, where we are in the 21st century, um, I do believe that war is very primitive. Um, the Palestinian people. You can do the digging. You can do the research. We we've offered resources here. Um, we can offer some more resources in the show notes. Um, just understanding the history of what's gone on there um, and the apartheid system that exists there has existed there for decades. Um, once you delve into what it's like to live in Palestine, you'll really realize, wow, who has the upper hand here? Um. Yeah. So. For me, it's putting it into perspective of regardless of religion, regardless of background, regardless of history, we're all still human. And our governments don't make the people. The governments are different. We have to separate those two when we think about these contexts. The Israeli government is not the Israeli people. There are many stories of, of um, citizens of Israel that are against what is going on in Palestine. Um, Hamas is is not the Palestinian people and so we have to be able to take those two things out and look at the hum- human context and the human lives that are being destroyed and the generational trauma that has impacted this area of the world for yeah. decades um, so I think that it's important that we we step back and we've said this and I think we I don't remember what, I think it was the previous podcast, wasn't it? Where we talked about looking yeah, at it, how back. do we look at it, step back, you know, listen to the stories of people who are actually experiencing this and second or third generation Palestinians who live in America, who have grandparents and family members who grew up there and, and understanding that, wow, like this goes deeper than, and, and, some of those times a lot of uh, Middle Eastern um, cultures are also received the same type of discrimination here in our country because of um, a lot of the um, ideas and a lot of the ideologies that exist here about people from the Middle East that are incorrect. And so it's it's a whole and broad stroke of like the world global context of this understanding of what this means and what it truly means um and yeah i think that it's it it is a it is a human concern um regardless we can say that there's other contexts and religions and everything but it's a human it's about humanity it's this the human uh the element of this, of this, this um, idea that colonialism typically overlooks, and we are reaching a point in our society where we're reaching a post-capitalistic, post-colonialistic uh, ideologies and frameworks, and so this is something that we're going to experience as far as um, this tension between those who are. Are crying out saying, "Hey, this is wrong," and the, the powers that be who say this is the powers that that this is the structure, this is the system by which we work by. So you're going to see that a lot more as we continue to go into the future because we are living in these post eras of um, understanding about these contexts. So,
0: yeah, yeah, good points. Yeah, and like I said,
2: I, I, I just couldn't end.
0: Our, our podcasting year without that having gone on over, for over a month now and still going. Um, you know, to try to move people to, to care and say something and advocate for humanity on all sides, you know. Um, whether you're Jewish, whether you're
2: uh, Palestinian, Muslim, Palestinian, Christian, like, Bombing doesn't solve anything. Um, thousands are dead. We we let's let's care about humanity and and move together. You know. So. All right. Any other
0: thoughts before we close this out? Yeah,
1: I want to again thank everybody for who continues or who continues to pop on here, take the time out of your day to, you know, drink a cup of coffee, be at work, pull up the podcast, and listen to it in the background. Uh, what you do and how you listen, how you give feedback, really does help these stories. Our voices are 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 what we want to achieve out into the world, and these these particular stories that aren't often heard in the mainstream. And so I thank you for continuing to do that. Continue to Give us feedback. We we want to hear more from you. We want to hear suggestions. We want to hear uh, feedback from from you, the listener. Um, we might say things, and we might not realize that what we say sometimes. And maybe you have a different perspective, or maybe you have a concern. We love to hear that. Um, we love to hear that uh, from people. We can all learn, and and we're learning as we go on. We we talk about that in this podcast all the time. We're we're kind of the the old cliche phrase is building the plane while we're flying because we we. We didn't really know what we were getting into when we first started we just we just started and we, we put we put the work in and here we are today and so um just continue to share continue to to share it with your friends maybe there's an episode that you feel like that would resonate with them um and maybe a provide resource for them um uh, like, subscribe, um any of those. um but we're we'll have more information coming up in the new year. We're gonna make some um, additions um to the podcast, and um, hopefully it will be worthwhile for the listeners, give you a little bit more um, resources and engagement from us as the hosts and uh, give you some opportunities to be more involved and engaged in what we're trying to do in the in this community. So.
0: yeah, yep. Thank you all again. Uh, the support and listening and caring about what we have to say and the guests that we bring on, what they have to say, it means a lot. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for always coming in and leaning in on our corner of the internet. Hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas and We will, I guess, talk to you guys in the new year. Peace. See ya.